The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a, well, it's, it's going to be a little bit of everything type episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 738, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. I always get so excited that I forget what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know why. It's crazy. Well, so we love these guys, right? They make mm-hmm. great coffee. They're great people. They're metal people. And they support the show. So what's not to love? So go out and support them. Because when you get True Call Coffee, like, if if you like coffee, this is the coffee you need to try. If you don't like coffee... Um, and you've never quite found a coffee you could drink... I would find a friend who likes coffee, get it for them, and then try a cup. Because mm-hmm. I actually like this coffee. And I'm not a coffee drinker. And the thing is, I don't drink enough coffee to keep and keep it around the house. But if, you know, like, let's say I'm up visiting the snowman here in, um, damn it, Winnipeg. I'm like, why can't I remember where you're at? I'm up there and he's got the True Call coffee. I will definitely have a cup of True Call coffee. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't partake in the Timmy Hortons. I would just have like, you know, Timmy Hortons donut or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I won't drink Starbucks co- coffee either. But that's I, good. I would drink True Call coffee. I'd sit down for a cup of that black, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the blackest, hottest, most metal coffee out there. Um, but yeah, so check it out. So T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Go out there, get on the website, get on the mailing list. You know, they do so much more than just coffee. Um, they also have embodiment printing press. So, like, th- this is just a metal family making fun, cool stuff and doing that. So, you know, when you support True Call Coffee, you're not supporting somebody's fifth yacht. You're supporting a family. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, Snowman, what's going on with you? Ah, actually, we've had a lot going on, but before, you know what, before we get on to anything, now normally I'd, you know, I would be having a cup of True Cult coffee going on here, and I'm going to get some at some point in this episode, but right now, on principle, 
I'm going to crack myself a nice cold can of Bud Light. Dude, they don't even sell that up there. They only sell Labatt Blue. Of course they do. There's no oh, they, Bud they, Light. There's there no Bud Light can. Oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. I've, uh, I had some at, um, one of the shows in my metal fix as well. If it's, if, if there's a Bud Light in Canada, it's, I'm sure it's maple syrup flavored. <laughs> I would be down for that. I, I would definitely be down for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's just, a little bit of what's going on later on in this episode. And I'm sure everyone by now, considering um, the last couple of days, everything that's been going on with it. And it's going to take another couple more days as we speak to get this episode so out. So by now, everyone knows exactly what's going on with the whole Bud Light thing. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But right now, my friend... I want to say happy Easter to happy you Easter. and yours. Yeah, as we speak, it was just yesterday. And of course, Good Friday was the couple days before that. And I know that's a big thing in your uh, in your ne- in your neck of the woods and sure all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping you had a good time with, 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 with the family and everything that goes with that. I did as well. Little Snowy and her soon-to-be husband came by and had dinner with us and we just we spent the evening had a grand old time and um yeah yeah i hope everyone listening as well did the day before yesterday easter i want to say you know uh, a belated happy rex manning day i'm F- so glad you said that. everyone to everyone <laughs> yes yes just this past Saturday was Rex Manning Day. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Oh, Rexy. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And if anyone just has no clue as to what the hell we're talking about and who Rex Manning is, just Google Rex Manning Day. Trust. Damn the man. Save yeah, the empire. <laughs> save the empire. There is a really cool... Um, uh, uh, streaming channel, okay, that comes with with my Roku. All, all I had to do was download the app. It's called Pluto TV. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I believe I've already I've already spoken about it. They have a Grease channel, Grease one and two, and old ep- old episodes of Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and more and Mork and Mindy. So I basically nice. I basically got Rex Manning, you know, before he before he was the great Rex Manning on where I first I can't remember his name now, like the actor's name. I first discovered him in Greece too. Oh. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's who he is. Yes. Okay, yes, hang on. Let me now. Now I gotta look it up. Let, now let you me, might have to do a Google. Eh? Yeah, let me Google this here. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see here. Empire Records. We're so used to calling him Rex Manning. Well, he. That, I. I but, will always know him as Rex Manning. Of course. Of course. The, but... Because that movie is just so landmark, <laughs> it, right? It was. It was. Yeah. It just. I. I just. 
I hate to think that their the Empire Records would be gone, like just out of business yeah. because you know, like that, like 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 let's play the odds, you know. I don't know, man. I I feel like Joe could have turned around and survived the streaming because if they kept it cool like it was, I think they would have been all right. Okay, Maxwell Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield, yes. Wow, and they have an old picture of him where he's shirtless. He he is a sexy man. (laughs) Like, they weren't cute when they said, oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. All right, so let's see here. Oh, my goodness. He's another one of those guys that never quits working. Like, he's got so many credits here in IMDb. Oh, okay. But let, let's let's go back. All right, so he starts in 67 in a movie called Accident. Wow. And then we don't see much until, let's see here, Ryan's Hope. Oh, he plays a punk in Ryan's Hope for four episodes. Oh, okay. In 1980. 1982, he's in Greece too. is Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Something called the Supernaturals in 1986. Mm. It feels like something you should know. For some reason, I don't. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, I hate to say it, but yeah. Bud Light just—it's not good. No, it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that I'm a connoisseur of beers, and we had our our special beer episode and all that with our interview with uh, Chris Dodge from Spaz, yeah. who is a beer connoisseur, <sighs> and we came to uh, a real hurry. We found out that yeah, Snowy is not a beer connoisseur. Uh, well, but at least you know that Bud Light is terrible. Yes, it is. It's actually that's the important thing. Oh, it's horse will. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I guarantee you've seen him in something. This guy. Oh, man. I'm sure. Yeah. Just what what a dude. But anyway, sorry. Rex Manning. Keep going. Oh. That's it. Happy Easter. Rex Manning Day. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the whole Motley Crue situation as yeah. well. Breaks and my heart. Today, as we speak, just happens to be Mick Mars' 74th birthday. <laughs> I know. I love how the I love how the universe works, eh? I I honestly can't believe he's so alive. And um, it's not even because he's a rock star. Yeah, just the physical ailments that he's gone through, and and just. Like, I'm sure he's lived his lifestyle with some of these ailments, and it would have caught up to him, and fortunately not. So well, or that's it was self-medicating. Right. You know, that that's the thing, is like, like I, I feel like so, some of these rock stars that have, like, severe illnesses, um, sometimes I think they, they turn to the harder drugs because whatever drugs they're on aren't doing the, the trick. Okay. You know, and I know that's terrible to say and think, but just, just you know, it is what it is. <sighs> but anyway, I digress. I'll never understand how people become drug addicts. You know, I just, I don't, I just, nothing beats a good bottle of Jack. And it's, and I can't drink it every day. I can drink it, you know, on the weekends, you know, but that's about it. But. I'm not here to judge. Everyone has 
their demons, and my demon, though, is good heavy metal. I've been an addict for that, well, since... Oh, jeez. When did you go metal full time? Like, like I'm like I know you still listen to a variety of like a lot more other genres than I do, but yes. when did you say, okay, I'm officially a headbanger or a metalhead? Or it would have probably been once I discovered Kiss. Okay, and what what year was that? That was eighty five, eighty four, somewhere somewhere between eighty four and eighty five. Let's call it let's call it eighty four ish. It was probably the literally the end of '84, right? right. So it, it would have probably been no shit because Asylum comes out in '85. Yeah, it had to be like the end of '84. I started playing guitar in '85. Um, Asylum comes out in '85. By '86, I go see my first Kiss show, and then um, August of '86, I get my. Um, my base. Ah. Right. And actually, let me look at the calendar because, um, yeah, that's what I thought. This Wednesday, uh, April 12th, right, as you're listening to this. So, like, it's a week ago for everybody else. But um, that was when I first saw Kiss in 1986. Wow. Uh, the last show of the tour. Cool. Right on. Right on. Yeah. I would, myself, yeah, 84, when I went, like, I had ACDC and Def Leppard and Runaways albums and all that, but I think the world changed for me in 1984. So, yeah, the point is, we've been, you know, tried and true, dedicated metalheads for many years. That's our drug, and we're going to get another hit of it right now in our mandatory metal segment this week for true cobalt coffee and um really cool band majesties recently dropped their debut record vast reaches unclaimed i was given that a spin earlier today really really cool stuff and i thought well you know let's throw it out there so once again for the good folks at True Cobalt Coffee, for our mandatory metal segment, this is Majesties with the World Unseen.
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. All right, dude. Now, now I got some true cavalt coffee here in my Judas Priest British steel mug, and I'm ready to hear all about your metal fix. I don't have much, dude. <clears throat> it's been a crazy, crazy week since we last spoke. Um, the, oh, so the only two things yeah. on my radar. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Like totally, totally not metal, but, um, are you aware that there is a super Mario brothers movie out? Yes. That is the next movie on the list that we're going to probably next weekend. Nice. We'll talk about it after you see it then. Um, oh, my okay. son and I went to see it this weekend. Totally, totally not planned. Cause I wasn't sure if he really wanted to see it. Cause he, he always tells me how much he doesn't like Mario because he's so into Sonic. And it's, it's, it's something, well, but it's something with, like, and, and I know, like, we had rivalries and stuff when we were kids. But there's something with this generation where it is really all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's even like the cancel culture thing. Like, it's like, oh, well, no, I hate you. You have to get out of here. Like, it's just just so over the top, right? And then we started talking about it more. I'm like, well, Donkey Kong's here. He's like, really, Donkey Kong? And then he finally came around. He's like, yeah, can we go see him? I'm like, yeah. Uh, dude, it's a blast. That's that's all I'll say. I really think you're going to enjoy it. Right um, on. For anyone who's on the fence and like, oh, I really haven't you know, done much with Mario since the uh, 80s. As long as you have played like the 80s version of Mario Brothers. Um Specifically, probably at least up to Super Mario Brothers three, mm-hmm. and you've played one game of Mario Kart. I think you'll get all the jokes. I think you'll right be on. fine. Yeah, like you just have to be moderately familiar with Mario, and you should get it all. So that's oh, okay. fine. But okay. so you and I didn't even know about this. Paul Gilbert, you know, of Racer X fame, mm-hmm. um, put out the Dio album. Did you hear about this? No. What do you mean? Uh, it's Paul Gilbert just released the Dio album. He just covered a whole shitload of Dio. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, I. this is news. I'm going to check that out. Uh, that's what I was checking. I'm like, what? Okay. I like how did, how did we not even hear this was coming? You know? <laughs> We're slipping, dude. We're slipping. Well, but here's what I think is cool. Because, you know, Dio is obviously popular among Every metalhead our age, probably not so much with the younger generation. And what I find interesting is there is just no shortage of Dio tributes that come out every couple of years. It's almost like Hendrix, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's interesting because you, you don't see that for a singer, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, I mean, somebody like a Burt Bacharach, 
you know, or uh, old blue eyes, you know, Frank Sinatra. Right. But not a metal guy. And it's really great to see these guys are like, yeah, I need to do a deer record. So many people. I just find that fascinating. So, so yeah, so that, that's out. Give that a spin. And then the only other thing on my list is something I've been waiting for is um, the, the Kiss Off the Soundboard series. It's live in Poughkeepsie, New York, 1985. No, 1984. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, this is like the only soundboard tape they have with Mark St. John on guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Mark St. John, <clears throat> it's the uh, Animalized tour. Um, I was I was listening to a couple songs on here just when they had them out as, as singles. You could listen to them. I, I sent one to my buddy. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is the Kiss sound. Like, this is it here. This is awesome. Uh, so I, I can't wait to give the full thing a listen because this essentially is the set list that um, I've been watching for years on the Animalized Live home video that I wore out on VHS, <laughs> you know, which we should okay. really do as a watch along because it's <laughs> on YouTube. We should totally oh, okay. do that one as a watch along. Because I, be I, for that. I have a lot to say. Okay. Yeah, we, we may even like have to pause, rewind a couple of seconds for a couple of things. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all I got going on, man. What's going on with you? Uh, <clears throat> for myself, excuse me, it has definitely been a snowy week. Okay. Um, but here, speaking of snowy, here. Mostly in, pun uh, intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we had, we had one last down downfall we had a big snow we had a big snowstorm and but now it seems to be just about all melted and spring is on the way but yeah like i said it was definitely a snowy week here starting off with the live scene um a montreal um crust hardcore band prowl came through town um, and there was so much going on with with this show. It was just it was at a unique venue that I had never been before. It was at a bowling alley. Oh wow! Okay. Okay, and I'm kind of like, okay, how are they going to work this? Are they just gonna shut down from the bowling activity for the evening and put a stage over in the corner? And like, how is this working? I don't know. I go there. The al the, the like like the alley is downstairs, but there's a separate room from the alleys themselves. Okay, which is like a banquet room, or you know, it's just a room unto its own, like oh, away from all the balls in the alley and all that. And it's like, oh, okay, I get it. This is actually a pretty good idea. They got the bar set up there. Um, and against, you know, it's kind of a rectangular room. The uh, stage is, is, is set up against one, one of the sides. And it holds, to squeeze everyone in, probably about 150 people. Okay, and there was well over 100 people on a Tuesday night in Winnipeg. Threatening snowstorm and all that. And I thought, wow, this is actually kind of a small venue, but it's actually really cool. I hope a lot of people show up. Well, the vocalist from Prowl was quite happy 
with the attendance. So I'm like, okay, if you're happy, I'm happy. I saw a great show. I grabbed a, a vinyl of their latest, uh, latest release, Forgotten Realm. Had a great time. One of the things, okay, I will never forget this. Because I've been going to concerts now for concerts, gigs, shows, etc. For almost 40 years, I guess. Okay. My very first one, I was like 12. Okay. Um, I had never seen someone from the audience get their hair, long hair, caught, wrapped up in the head of one of the guitarists. The head of his guitar. Oh, I'd never seen that. Never seen that before. Okay, because it's not a big venue. There really wasn't a stage. You know, everyone's on the on on the same level, and the the hardcore dancing is going on with the with the karate kicks and the windmills and 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 all that. And that somehow, this guy ended up getting his long hair caught in the guitar. It was just unfortunately, it just it happened. With at with the support act of the you know the, the curtain jerker, and they had to stop the show. Okay, as they got to get the hair, this guy's hair out of out of his guitar. Okay, now this would have made for a great memory. Okay, except the guy ended up starting to be a dink about it. Or you know what? He's cursing and swearing. He's getting pissed. He's pushing people around. He's just being an ass. So at that point, like three three other guys from the audience, big guys, they said, "Okay, you're gone. You're done. If you're gonna come here and be an asshole, then uh, we don't want you here." Yeah. So they ended up chucking this guy, and I and I totally get that. I've shown more than one. One ass head to the door from a gig, and I'm sure I'll do it again. And the whole time I couldn't help but think, it's like, dude, why are you ruining this for you? Like, if that was me, if my hair was longer, and that happened, that would be hilarious. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I, I would have a great laugh with 120 people. You know, and then I would have a story to tell, a fun story to tell to friends and family. Come on this show. Hey, guess what happened to me and all that for the rest of my life. You know, it's just some fucking people. Ah, but yeah, at the end of the day, I had never seen that happen. <laughs> just when you kind of thought, thought you saw everything. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a couple days later, our good buddies in the Winnipeg punk band Shit Happens was playing a uh, support gig, and it was it was the night before Good Good Friday, so I had a holiday the next day. So I had a couple shots before I made my way out, but I had my own circumstances that basically I had to show up, see them, have have a quick couple drinks. And then I had to get the hell out of there. The club that the band played. And of course, when I got there, the first thing I ordered was a Bud Light. Okay, on principle. And it tasted like swill that night, too. I don't know how people can drink this stuff, you know, just regularly. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. They played... A club here in Winnipeg called the Tap House. 
Okay, I'd never been here before. It was another club. It was a different club, and now it's uh, it's a music club with a with 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 live venues. But I get there, and first of all, there's a big uniform security guard carting me. Sorry, sir. Could I see your ID? I'm like, excuse me. I looked at the guy and I said, I'm older than you are. (laughs) What do you mean you need to see my ID? Well, you know, the commission is going around and all that. It's just, it's just, can I see your ID? And it's like, I'm not going to win. This is a big fucking goon that should be wrestling. Okay. Like, I'm not going to win with this guy. So I just, all right, here, fine. Here's my ID. At the very least, I got a chuckle out of it. I mean, See, I'm, with stuff it, like that, I know it's I'm like, oh, you're trying to make my yeah. day. Yeah, are you? Yeah, that might work. Or, or I should have said, hey, dude, my work on the ladies. But sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I make my way in. I make the drink, and I'm kind of looking around, and I'm not seeing too many, you know, people from either the metal or the punk scene. Some eventually. Started showing up halfway through Shit Happens gig. But, um, you know, I'm looking around. And the waitresses all have uniforms on. So we got uniformed security. Uniformed waitresses. There's TV screens showing the game behind the bar. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is a total normie club. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't... I don't see me spending a lot of time in here. Like right, right after their set, I quickly had a Jack and Coke, and then hung a hung, hung, hung out with a band for the bit, and then made then made my way. And honestly, I don't know if I'm coming back. You know, unless like there there has to be like I'm just not that type of guy that goes to a bar anyways. Like unless there's a uh, unless there's a kick-ass band playing. Bars to me are little mini concert halls. You know, I know some people can just like they have their version of cheers or whatever where they can just go in and have a couple drinks and all that. That's that's really not me. And I really don't see me uh hitting that club again. I did hit the record shops. Okay, I found this really cool um EP. From a hardcore band called Downcast. Okay, and as before I pulled it out of the plastic um, bag protector and all that. You know, I'm trying to pull the... And I got it in my hand right now to kind of show, even though you can't see it, that I was trying to pull the lyric sheet out of the jacket, which was from the top. But, okay, it's a hardcore EP. Weird as shit has happened. I can't quite seem to... What the fuck is going on here? Why can't why can't I get the lyric sheet out? I pull, I pull the record out. The jacket, okay, from this Downcast album, is in booklet form. The whole, oh, wow. the the whole thing, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Yeah, there's 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 a record in there. There's a flyer promoting the other label stuff. But yeah, the whole record is a jacket, or like the whole jacket is 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 a booklet. It was fantastic. It was really cool. Grabbed uh, some cool vinyl. 
Thin Lizzy's Thunder and Lightning. This is actually, you know, my very first. Like, I've had Thin Lizzy CDs and all that. But um, I've never had any Thin Lizzy vinyl until I found this secondhand. And, of course, it's the classic. It's the, it's the classic Thin Lizzy and all that. So that was really cool. I grabbed that. And I grabbed... I found a copy of uh, Rainbows Rising. You know, the, um, I think it was the second, no, it was the first, like Ronnie James Dio, funny how you should mention him. He was on two Rainbow Records. Yeah. And I can't remember if Rising was the first or the second one, but I, but I grabbed that and, and seeing the cover of it. Okay, with the fist holding the rainbow and all that, and the, the, the cover just took me back to that whole um, Pink Floyd oh, yeah. thing where they celebrated the 50th anniversary of the dark side of the moon. <laughs> and then, of course, it had the rainbow reflector on it and all that. And, of course, people were all like, oh, my God, Pink Floyd is so woke now. <laughs> and, and all that. So I... I couldn't help it. I went, I took a picture of this record and I put it on my Facebook page and then said, oh, I found this totally woke record now. Rainbow. Oh, I, now that I bought this record, I'm totally gay now. <laughs> yeah, to which, had I known more of your Facebook friends, I would have responded, no, you've been gay for years. Been gay for years, yeah. I know. It's not, <laughs> it's not gay now. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what's funny about that? Like, um, because when we were kids, that that's really when when you know to insult another boy, you would call him gay, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember you know coming home and being all upset. I'm like, oh, I can't believe they said this to me. And my mom's just looking at me. She's like, huh, I remember when gay still meant happy, <laughs> you yeah. know. And and you just think about all the things like like the whole like oh no, it's a rainbow. It's this. I'm like. Is it really? You know, like, like whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't get it either. Well, I, but, I, but I, so many things are like that because, um, are you aware of the thing with uh, like Doc Martens and skinheads? Mm. Okay, what kind of like are you, are you talking? So about, specifically. Like, Right. Okay. Or allegedly, we'll say that if a skinhead is a racist skinhead, mm-hmm. because for anyone who who would like to do a little bit of digging, um, you know, being a skinhead really didn't mean you're a racist. Like that mm-hmm. kind of got pulled into the neo-Nazi movement and borrowed. But skinhead culture was really about reggae and black music. So skinheads definitely did not start out. Um, as racist, right? Because you know they're right, right. Going, that's, going to black that's why, clubs, right? That's um, why growing up in the punk scene and all that, we always prefaced like if you were talking about the the racist skinheads, we were we we always said the Nazi skinheads yeah. as opposed like to the real skinheads, right. yeah. So, um, but like the racist skinheads would have either black or. Um, I'm sorry, either white or red laces in their Doc Martens or in their combat boots. Okay. That was, you know, an an additional symbol because it kind of went with like, you know, the white shirt and the red suspenders, right? Ah. So that that was the thing. And um, 
you know, so I remember one of my friends, like we met this other person and it was, you know, a girl or something like that. And my friend looks down, you know, another girl and mm-hmm. looks down and she goes, oh my goodness, why do you have red laces? And the girl's like, because my black one's broke. Ah. You know, like what? And, and, you know, like this person who knows is like, oh my gosh, she must be racist. She must be racist. She must be racist. She must be racist. And the girl who has no clue is, okay, I don't get it. And, and, and that's my point with all this stuff, right? Everybody just assumes everybody knows everything that they should be offended by or not offended by and blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, just you can't even in this day and age you can't assume everybody knows everything right yes you can google everything and that's when people say you know like oh well I was born at this time that's why I don't know I'm like no bullshit you're just lazy you can google anytime you want you know mm. or but, you but can just, yeah people, you can people just, just react people. dude yeah oh no no I see that that's that's for sure no, I totally, I totally understand that. Um, another record, though, I do want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Is KTEL Records was that a thing in the U.S.? Oh yeah. Actually, yes, it was because I did. I have bought KTEL Records, eight tracks, I should say, <clears throat> while we were on vacationing in the U.S. when I was a kid. Okay, I was hanging out old gold vinyl okay just got a couple days before i picked this this record up and i saw a still sealed superstars greatest hits original hits original stars two records set ktel records no way okay still sealed like this is new okay yeah this goes back to 1974. I had to do a bit of Googling myself because what, what made this so important was I had this and I'm showing it to you. I've got the I've got the record up in the air showing it to you right now. Um, I had this growing up. That's where I had first heard of some of these artists. So when I saw it. Okay, on the shelves at 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 the shop, I'm like, ah, do I? Can I drop money for this right now? Do I really need it that bad? Well, I passed on it, and the whole time from the second I left the record shop that day to Good Friday, it gnawed at me. You know, why did you? You should have bought that. Like, just even if, like, even if most of the songs you don't care about anymore like you had this it was a part of your life the nostalgia okay the next time you're in old gold man look for it pick it up i told i told brent great guy obviously i told him the story and all that he knocked five bucks off of it for me oh that's awesome and i thought and and i i i I took it home i opened it up i played both albums all four sides most of this is absolute crap 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of them were. That was oh, the best part. Just, just some of this. They got to the point where Mrs. Snowy was like, "Okay, you have to turn this shit off." <laughs> okay, like, a lot of this was absolutely crap. Okay, record one, side two. Okay, is the only record and side from this I'm ever going to play again. Okay, because the first song was the Hollies' Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress. Okay. That's where I first heard of that song from this record. I still love it. Right after that is the Five Man Electrical Band with I'm a Stranger Here. Great song. Last song on that side is Dr. Hook's uh, cover of the Rolling Stone. Oh, such Which a good is song. still, still a great, it's still a favorite song of mine. And sometime last year at a different shop i found the seven inch single for it and and i snapped it up and it just oh yeah (laughs) yeah so i think from now on whenever i just find an old ktel record still in good shape you know and i'm not gonna spend a lot of money on it i i think i'm gonna snap it up dude ktel is just that classic part of history it is. It, it it so is. It so is. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was basically. And I was thinking about this today. Those KTEL records. That was my Spotify playlist growing up. Oh as a yeah. Kid. Like that. For all <laughs> because, of us. Because it was, you know, it was a compilation album, ten songs on each side of the current of the current hits. The, yeah. You know. And when you're a dumb kid, you listen to dumb music and all, and all that. But every once in a while, like to be fair, you know, I've I've had some of the KTEL records with Van Halen and Joan Joe Joan Jet and Chilliwack and some, you know, some cool Canadian AOR and rock bands and all that. So really can't complain. Finally, before we get into some cool music here across my desk, yesterday was Easter. I found myself in front of a drugstore um, magazine rack, and I decided, and I saw a really cool magazine that I thought, you know what, I think the Easter Bunny is going to bring me the ultimate guide to kiss. One of I those, saw that one. Yeah, one of those, uh, like, t- Time Life is putting out a lot of them. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's the whole magazine is the focus on one TV show, one movie, one song. I bought one all on uh, Don McLean's American Pie. Really? Last year. Yeah, yeah. It was was a fantastic read and all that. I can't wait to get into this because, yeah, it covers the whole gamut here in terms of, of Kiss and all that. I'm, I'm flipping through it right now. I would definitely suggest that you find this man like this is and i've seen a uh, a couple other editions different companies doing this for kiss because i guess you know with the the announcement of the final the final tour and all yeah. that you know yeah no it goes back to the early days and their discography and the various other members and the merchandise and other media appearances and all that. It's just, it's very comprehensive. So you're going to want to check that out. Let's get into some tunage here. Trad Metalers Smolder, their new record. 
record violent creed of vengeance came across my desk i gave that a spin some really cool stuff let's get into that um let's go with talisman and the blade
That was the aforementioned Prowl from their record Forgotten Realm. That was Merchant of Bones. If they're if they're still on tour, you know, you're listening to this. They're in Canada and they're crossing the country. If you're listening to this and you're on the fence, just go to it. It was a fantastic. It's a fantastic band, and they put on an amazing show, even in a bowling alley. Uh, which I was kind of disappointed, you know, like I was kind of looking forward to just being in the little corner of the bowling alley and all that, because, you know, I've, I've heard of, we've, and we've talked about it on the show. We've, we've heard of hardcore bands putting on shows at the Denny's restaurants, you know, and you see the memes, you know, hello, Denny's and all that. And of course on this show, we, um, we reported where there was damages at a Denny's restaurant and the promoter was on uh, was on the hook for the damages. But Billy Joe Armstrong from uh, Green Day stepped up and paid it off. And I always thought, hey, well, that's really cool. You know, good on him. Good on him. So. <laughs> so, yeah, watching Prowl Live kind of made me think of that. So you get a chance Definitely check them out. Okay, where do you want to start? Okay, I know the whole Motley Crue thing. Okay, has, let's, has let's start with Bud got, Light. Let's start start with Bud Light. Yeah. Okay, and this is one of those things that I I don't even know really begin where where to start, but it's definitely something that we should we should talk about. Apparently, Bud Light had um put out a uh and i'm doing this all i'm winging all of this they put out a special edition can for and like they they cut a deal with a um a transgender influencer mulvaney i can't remember her first name uh and put her face on the cover on this can and it's basically you know, this is what we decided to do as 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 a company. And apparently, like that has pissed off a lot of people. You know, oh, oh my favorite beer has gone woke now and and all that. And it has ruffled a few feathers and to the point where Kid Rock Okay, made his own video of it where he uh, stacked up some cases of Bud Light and then took a machine gun to it to help promote his No Snowflakes tour. Which, honestly, do you not see the irony in that, Mr. Rock? Okay, as you are being a total snowflake right then and there, by throwing a hissy fit and being offended by this can. Do you not see the irony in that? I guess I guess not. That's one of the first things that I thought of. The second was that, dude, you want to talk about woke. Okay, and this is from the definition that I see most. Okay, you had a black because, you know, like with with what's going on now, if you're being inclusive, 
you know, you're you're being supportive of, you know, various different gay trends. I don't even know all of the things because to me, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You just as long as you're a good person, you know, you're you're good on me. But his former drummer, you know, was a girl. And she was African-American. Right. Okay. By by the the definition, okay, that I see the most online and by, you know, keyboard warriors, that is woke. Kid Rock himself was woke. So, like, the whole thing, I'm just kind of scratching, or at least he was before it was even an expression. Because, like, I... I see the I see this all the time, and it's like, okay, if this is what woke is, I've been woke since I was 12, 13. Like I just I I don't under I I don't understand it, but it's been entertaining the hell out of me. Well, it, it was a sweet video for anyone who hasn't oh, I seen yeah. Kid Rock <laughs> blow up Bud Light with a machine gun. It makes me want to get Bud Light and a machine gun uh, because. Like I haven't shot a military rifle like that in years, right? Oh, okay. Like probably since I was twelve or thirteen, right? You know, but and for anyone who's like, oh my god, you shot a military rifle at that age? Yeah, it was an M1, and it was with Boy Scouts. And remember, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. That entire state is armed, and like that state yeah, takes so. off the first day of hunting season. Like, oh wow! Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. The state shuts down. Yeah, and and I did not know that that didn't happen everywhere until I moved. I'm like, yeah, the first day of hunting season. I'm like, oh, so everyone has off school today, and people are like, what? No, What's why? What the hell for? Yeah, like, you know. And and the best part is that conversation came up after they all tried to tell me how how much more um, they are into hunting and guns than Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know, yeah, but like months like earlier, it. and then I'm like, okay, so everybody has off today. No, why? I'm like, it's the first hunting season. Well, yeah, we wait till the weekend. I'm like, amateurs, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I watched that. I'm like, wow, I've I've always wanted to shoot a machine gun, and that seems like the way to do it, right? Because because it just looked cool as hell. Now, I'm looking up the definition of woke. So the the definition I'm getting on getting online here is that alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Right. So Kid Rock having a female black drummer in his band had nothing to do with being woke. That had to do with equality. He was just making sure that, you know, he didn't let any of that stuff stand in his way. He wanted the best musician. Okay. You know? Well, so, so, so I, I don't consider that woke no. because, because like the woke movement gets very in your face about everything, right? And I'm not saying that there's not these things. I'm not saying we don't need to talk about. It. I'm not saying that we don't need to know about. It. I'm just saying that the woke movement tends to be very militant about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And where somebody who's just into equality just says, well, who's the best person for the job? And the best person gets it, regardless of gender, race, whatever. Right. I, oh, I, t I totally. And I and 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 I agree with that. But yeah. this this day and age to the wrong person 
if that person, you know, is the yeah. best person for the job, uh, okay, well, then you're going, you know, you're going to be getting accusations of, you know, y'all, you're woke. Well, today, because everybody is so fucking divided, and that's the other oh, thing, that, right? That's like, another thing. There, yeah. there is, like, like the, the woke movement and everything that's going on is not about um, unity. It's not about bringing people together. Right. It is definitely about divisions. It's about identifying and singling out, making sure every individual uh, person is recognized for every individuality. So think about this. Nick, like, um, so if you see a Canadian goose. Okay. Right. What do you see when you see a Canadian goose? Uh, the last, what I see is the last thing when one of those fucking things attacked me a couple of years ago. Because I was a little too close to the nest. So you're telling me your racist ass doesn't see every <laughs> no, no. individual feather on that goose? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, no, you no, no. anti-featherist? I, you? I know what you're saying. I get the joke. <laughs> well, and, and that's just it, right? And and, and we're, we're we're making light, but we, we don't, you know, like, like for the love of God, I want everyone to be everybody. But also, I don't need to fucking hear about it. You want to cut your dick off? Fine. Get on with your day. Let's go. You know, and that's like the people mm -hmm. that um, have a problem with RuPaul or whatever else. I'm like, RuPaul and the drag queens, they were all trying to, you know, basically make fun of gender and laugh at gender. Because mm -hmm. they're like, you know, we have all these gender roles that have been built up and only men can do this and only women can do this. And the drag queen comes along and just poke fun at all of it. Right. And and that's the irony where the drag queens and the uh, the trans community don't always get along because the trans community is very set in gender identity. And drag queens are like, fuck it. You know? Yeah, you be you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and that's that's what we kind of grew up with. Right. But here here's what I can't understand. All the people that are upset over um like i can't believe that bud light would put a trans woman's face on a can of bud light and the fact that the trans woman is like oh look at this look at this bud light um i'm pretty sure that proves that she's really not a woman she's definitely a dude because what woman wants to drink fucking bud light <laughs> right? The only people yeah. drinking Bud Light are dudes that want to get drunk and mostly white college men, um, you know, that were probably fraternities and rednecks. So um, mm -hmm. I, I think if anything, obviously Dylan is not a woman. I, I feel like she's completely proved she really is a dude. <laughs> hey, I guess maybe, I, you know what? I guess if, <laughs> Every woman, okay, yeah. and I'm I'm not being sexist or anything. Like in that case, like I know lots of women, okay. Like I have female friends, okay, that I will um, go uh, like behind the venue with. Like we'll have some back alley lemmies, yeah, and I crack crack open the bottle of Jack, and then I crack open the Chase. I've had one young lady say, "Fucking Snowy, don't be a pussy." You know, and then she pounds back the whiskey straight. Well, yeah, and then, that's, and that's then, whiskey. And, and that's and a real woman. To, yeah, and I have to, 
you know, and and I have to chase it. So I kind I kind of get what you're saying there, and I yeah. had a good laugh about that. Yeah, she's not going to drink the beer, and I even looked up the demographics of who drinks Bud Light. It's sixty oh, percent it, men and thirty nine percent women, and mm-hmm. in the age range of Miss Mulvaney, um, it's only twenty five percent in that age bracket of of, of all the, the the bud drinkers, and so it doesn't break it out to what's male and female. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that she's pretty much just said like by drinking Bud Light, she's a dude. <laughs> well, I say good honor. I say good honor, <laughs> and, and 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 good good on Bud Light. Like yeah. I've got no problem with what with what they're doing like that's 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 one of the things the key word here is being inclusive and that's kind of when one of that's how when people say oh you're this 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 woke no you're just you're just bothered because now there's you know on tv okay now there's drag queens now there's homosexual couples on TV commercials and all that. If that bothers you, not saying you, Aaron, yeah. but if it bothers you now because you're watching a real estate commercial and, and okay, and it's you're seeing a homosexual couple talking to a real estate agent and that bothers you, okay, the problem lies. That's it's not that don't don't hide behind the oh that's woke. No, I think you have to re-examine your own values yeah. then. I think that's just homophobic. Well, and, and the very interesting thing is that Bud Light hasn't said a word. Bud Light has been silent this entire time. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's one of the things as well with, but, like, sorry? No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, see, that's that's another, like, with, with Kid Rock, okay, He's. It just seems to me like he's catering to an audience, okay? Because he knows, or someone in his marketing department, okay, knows this company is so divided right now. Yeah. Or company this 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 country ever since Trump went into power. This you know like he's he's catering to that right wing demograph and all that and like i said if he if bud light was supporting his tour he he wouldn't be doing this and like i said he had a person of color color he had a a female and and all that and he himself is being a snowflake by by shooting this up something tells me okay what was that famous um sex pistols at the end of the great rock and roll swindle yeah John Lynott, Johnny Rotten. You ever have the feeling you've been cheated? Cheated, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to say this to every, uh, you know, every right person and even even people on the left that are getting sucked into this, myself included. Okay. Do you ever have a feeling that you're being played? Well, everybody is, dude. You're dead I, on with I, that. I'm thinking, and I, and I admit it, I'm getting sucked into this, too. Because here, here's the deal, right? Bud Light is standing silent, which means they didn't anticipate this sort of backlash because they probably didn't do enough research to realize that 
their entire client base are a bunch of right-wing rednecks. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. So yes. it's like... I've, like I've, I've actually... Sorry, I've actually had someone from the punk scene here in Winnipeg <laughs> say to me, the irony here is that Bud Light... Okay, probably contributed to a lot of, and I don't like this word, but yeah. a lot of fag bashing. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. In the 80s and all 100%. That. And, and all 100%. That. <laughs> like, it right? probably did. And not, yeah. not, not just here. Oh, no. Okay, but mean. just d- down south in the U.S. and all that, I'm sure there's a lot of good time, you know, a lot of good old boys had a little too much Bud Light. Dude, and then not even yeah. down south. It was everywhere. Everywhere. There, everywhere. there was a, there was a town like up in Maine somewhere that had a bridge that was um, locally referred to as the Chuckahomo Bridge, because because um, there was a hate crime where a bunch of guys threw a homosexual man over the bridge, wow. right? And so you have that kind of stuff going on, right? And and if they weren't drinking Bud Light, they're probably drinking Coors Light or whatever mm-hmm. else, right? Yeah. But the, the thing is, like, you know, Bud Light's silent probably because they had to fire their marketing manager and hire a new one because they're like, <laughs> how'd you make this mistake? <laughs> right? <laughs> but the, the real thing here is that, so Bud Light does this. Now they're silent. And what's the real message? Fuck, we only did it to make a buck, and now we don't know what to say. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the real message. Where the fuck did you, did, like, when did you think you could start trusting a corporation for moral, for a moral compass? Oh, there's none. Yeah. Right. That's the crazy part is everybody's up, up, up in arms. Like, I can't believe this company. Like, it's a fucking corporation. They are in it to make money. They don't give a shit if it's right mm-hmm. or wrong. How do we make money? Right. The days of corporations that, fuck, we've really never had many of those days, but like corporations that actually gave a fuck about their community are so few and far between right like guinness believe it or not a beer was one of them but even people today are like nope guinness is not the same as it was and because you know things change people get in there and that's a whole whole nother story but you know i I, it's so funny because you know today there's so much trust put into the same government that, you know, did the Tuskegee experiments on the African-American population by giving them syphilis. So we're going to trust that same government to regulate (laughs) other vaccines. We're going to trust them to do the right thing here. Really? You know, and when people say, you know, like, like, I, I will never forget this, Snowy. I will never forget the day gay marriage became legal in the United States, right? My boss is gay. He could finally get married, you know, and I'm still pissing him to this day for not telling me when he was going because I was going to go and wear a dress. I would stand up on his side. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> I, and like me, me and one of, one of our coworkers, I'm like, we both would have been there in dresses, whatever you picked out. And he's, he smiles like, I know you would have. I said, I'm pissed. 
like, I can't believe you didn't let me go, you know? (laughs) But again, like, you know, he's gay, we're straight. And the gender thing was like, fuck it, I'll wear a dress. If that's what he wants, I will stand up and do it. Like, because it didn't matter, right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember all these people were like, ha, hug a conservative. They took a uh, tough loss today. And I'm thinking, like, what are you morons celebrating? You are celebrating um, the teacher coming in and saying, Johnny, you were bad. You have to apologize to Susie. Why are you celebrating that? Because all you did was get somebody else to come in and say, ha, this is legal. We should have never had to have this conversation. That's right. We should have never had to have this conversation. There's so many rights that should never have had a conversation. You ready for this one? I'm I'm about to um, (laughs) probably severely divide and or get a lot of subscribers to quit with this next statement. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't worry about it. So. Um, I was thinking about this and it finally hit me the real difference between conservatives and liberals. Right. It's just the age at which to kill somebody. (laughs) Age in which to kill someone. Well, yeah, because, you know, liberals are all about like, hey, let's kill the babies. But conservatives are like, no, no, you can't kill the babies. We have to wait till they're at least 18. Right, before we send him to war or... Well, not even send him to war, or, the death penalty. There's, there's that, yeah. You that's, know? That's, like, that. like that, that's what everyone's like, oh, we must respect life. I'm like, okay, let, let's really look at all the laws and things. Are we really respecting life or are we just split on when to kill them? Because once they're here, the liberals are like, nope. Can't kill them. 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 Oh, unless you're sending them to war. That that's that's where conservatives and liberals both agree. Yep, get them out to war. Kill them all. That's fine. But if they commit a crime, no, don't kill them if they're committing a crime. You know, only kill them if they if if they haven't even made it out of the womb yet. <laughs> kill them before they can take our oxygen. <laughs> you know, and that's where the conservatives are like no no no, let them come to terms. But as soon as they turn 18, lynch that motherfucker, you know? <laughs> well, for myself, m- myself with this, and this is yeah. actually kind of su- surprised. Like, I am not against the death penalty. Yeah. See? Okay. <laughs> but. You're a conservative. Well, no, no. I'm just, if, if. See, you bought the, the rainbow the record way as a cover. Be, okay. Yeah. Is if it's a, a fucking serial killer. Okay, like I would have no problems them putting down Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, like oh, okay, unless because there, there were there was a case up here. Okay, um, this was a while. This 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 was years. David Milgard, his name was, and he was he was tried. He he was arrested and tried for the rape and the murder of this woman. Okay, in Saskatoon, in our our neighboring province. And this was pre-DNA evidence. Okay. He went to jail for a long time. His mother always, you know, my son is innocent. Even went up to the prime minister. My son is innocent, you know. It It took many years, but DNA now became a thing. And the case was reopened. 
and he didn't do it. The DNA did not match his or or whatever it is. He yeah. it proved that he didn't do it. Now, if they had executed him, <laughs> okay, yeah, then yeah, there is no recourse then. Well, see, that's just oh. it, right? Because the closing argument is just that. It's an argument. You're trying to convince other people of mm. the validity of your argument. Mm-hmm. And it's not just facts. It's a performance. If it's a compelling enough performance, you can sway a jury. Wow. That, that, the, that, that blows my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, but that's been that, going that on a, for a, years. a lawyer could do that. Yeah, that, 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 that. Like that centuries, really. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, like, I mean, honestly, that's been going back on for probably thousands of years at this point, dude, you know, so that that's, that's where, you know, all, all these things, all these like little things where people try to push back and forth, like, oh, well, you conservatives, you do this. Cause, and I've said before, like I'm, I, I'm registered as conservative. That is, you know, how I tend to identify because I'm, like financially, fiscally, like, you know, governmentally conservative, but socially I like to consider myself liberal because I'm just like, be whoever you want to be. Just don't piss on my lawn. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, unless you got to go really bad. Well, yeah, that's a yeah. Different story. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Just, you know, be, be whatever. Um, but you know, like I, I, I'm with you because like when, and you know, like like the the serial killer thing, like that's where I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I think the the death penalty, like okay, like I get it, but at the same time, like I don't know, like I really don't like like the idea of killing anyone or anything, you know. Well, yeah, but I, I, like I'm saying, you, yeah, you have to be a hundred and ten. You know, like you have to be damn sure, and they weren't damn sure with David Milgard. And if you're not damn sure, yeah, then 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 don't kill him. Yeah, but there are just there are some people in this world that shouldn't be on it. Honestly, yeah. like you know, and I don't think that makes me a far right wing conservative just by saying that I there are just some people that this world is better off without. Yeah, you are conservative, Snowy. I never thought we'd see you today. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So let's talk 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 about um, our favorite circus, Motley Crue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like I said, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, yeah it's it's ridiculous stuff, right? So Motley Crue. Um, I I don't think anybody was as surprised about Motley Crue. Um, or Vince Neil retiring from touring, right? I was still more surprised when they came back to tour because, you know, they signed the contract. And um, I have, on the on, on this show, I have stated that I blame the pandemic on them um, because when they <laughs> yeah. announced that they were going to tour, that's when all this stuff started. They broke mm-hmm. their contract and uh, they probably inked it with the devil themselves because you saw they uh, shot the devil record. There was a pentagram on there, Snowy. Oh, yes. All those church groups in the 80s were right. They were mm-hmm. in league with Satan. And when they broke that contract, they broke their deal <laughs> with the devil. And that's why we have the pandemic. That's right. Right. 
<laughs> it's so hard to say that with a straight face, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I tried. I tried. If, okay. If, yeah. if, if anyone, I actually didn't think it was going to be crew that caused this. I thought it was going to be Ozzy. <laughs> right. Yeah, because he, he normally does everything else. I know. That is a good point. Um, I, I also like the ones where people say Slayer stops touring and the world goes to hell. You know? <clears throat> Which, think about how funny that is. Yeah, that's, I like the irony there. Yeah, yeah. but, so, crew comes back, they start playing, it's a miracle, the mix player, right? Like, when I start learning about his disease and what he has, and and, I mean, you just said, what, he's 75 now? Yeah, 74, I mean, for a lot of people... To make it to the 70s isn't comfortable to begin with. Just normal aches, pains, aging. You know, like, I'm sitting here just just over 51, and I if I don't do my yoga, man, like, like it is a shitty day. Like, there's <laughs> okay. so much I have to do to get my body moving. And so I dread 20 years from now when I'm, you know, Big Mars's age, right? Mm-hmm. So... Just that fact, I'm like, dude, you went out, you played some shows, and honestly, I would have gone to see Mick Mars play. Like, I, I would have gone to see one of these to see Mick play because when I saw him on a crew fest back in 2000 something, where uh, Buck Cherry was one of the openers, um, I was just blown away. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have definitely underestimated this guy, he's underrated, and I'm glad I saw this, and so. When he says that, hey, I need to stop touring, not a shocker, right? And of course. They get John Five. Wow. What a great replacement. You know, because John Five also came up in the LA scene, you know, a few years behind crew, but that's the scene he came up in. I'm like, Man, what what a great replacement. Like this is fantastic. And I would now actually go see it to see John Five play with crew because you know, I, I couldn't think of anybody better to fill mixed shoes, right? Yeah, that's kind of a unique comp combination too, considering like crew is generally considered like hair metal and John Five has been in, you know, a different subgenre and all that. I'd be really interested to see how well they pulled that off. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, John Five is the guitarist, guitarist as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. like, I, oh, what show was I listening? There's, there's a podcast interview. I'm, uh, you know, I think it was Dean Del Rey. They're talking to John Five, and um, John Five on like one of the latest records that he put out. He um, he he covered a couple Les Paul songs, or at least one Les Paul song. You know, and for anyone who doesn't know, like, whoa, a guitar has a song. Aren't they all Les Paul songs? So Les Paul and Mary Ford were before the guitar was Les Paul because Les Paul created the guitar of the Les Paul. And that's a whole nother story. But so um, before Les Paul died, John went to something where Les Paul's having all these famous guitar players come up and sit with him. And John's sitting there watching them, and, he, and he's like, Les Paul is basically just schooling all of them. And and they come up one at a time, and Les Paul always says something like, ah, not bad, but you know, you could do this. And, you know, has has a critique for each of them. Not not, not negative, but just like, oh, you know, like, it, this is this is Les Paul, you know, like, like he's the reason we have so many of the things we have, like between the guitars, recording technology, like he's a pioneer. 
And John 5 gets up with his Telecaster. And um, Les Paul obviously looks at him and says, oh, you play one of those. And John's like, oh, fuck, that's a strike. <laughs> right? And so he gets up and he champs with Les Paul. He's like, I'm the only guitarist that Les Paul did not critique that day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, 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 and part, part of it is because like, he really loved Les Paul. He really knew the music. And like, he's such a student of music, right? But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. That could be another thing. <clears throat> so Mick Mars, I'm sorry, John Fire plays Mick Mars. And then just the other day, um, McMars has a lawsuit out against crew and mm -hmm. it's really getting twisted. Right. And I'm not a lawyer. I don't understand all the legal documents. And I think legal documents are purposely written in a way to make people fall asleep. So nobody can actually read them and know what they're about. Right. Um, but the gist that I've gotten, right. Is that, you know, every, every the, the headlines are saying, uh, Motley crew forced McMars out. No. Mick Mars said that he would retire from touring shows mm -hmm. and that he would still, if, if there were shows that he could play without extensive travel, he would still show up and play those shows. Right. Which I think it'd be great. Like they're playing in LA or wherever Mick lives. Cause I don't know where he lives, but they're playing nearby where he lives and he can do the show. What a great night for everybody. Right. For sure. Well, apparently Motley Crue has several corporations, right? Motley Crue Inc., um, Motley Crue Records, LLC, like all this sort of stuff. And right. those corporations. Wow. Right. And I'm going to give everybody a, like, Google this shit. Go to Action Actual Business School because it's been years since I've done this. I'm going to give you the... Um, drunk on a bar stool at 12 a.m. definition because that's as much as I can remember because at this stage of my life that's about as much as I can do but essentially all the corporations and we have a, we have a corporation you, know, you can vote people out and shares and all that sort of stuff right. so apparently they ousted him from the corporations is what I'm getting and now he's not getting any revenues and because because there are people who are saying that um, that oh he wants the touring revenues and they're calling Mick greedy they're like well you're not touring you shouldn't get touring revenues but he should get revenues right so mm -hmm. like if they're selling shirts yes those are tour revenues but those are also still shirts based on the crew brand those should be revenues that he is getting a piece of right it may not be as large because <clears throat> it's whatever but uh, like we wouldn't have Motley Crue without Mick Mars. Right. right. Oh, definitely. Like, or, or his image, right? And I am certain that they're using imagery and all that sort of stuff, right? So it, it's one of those things where they they, they vote him out, and Motley Crue is responding and saying this not, but like the when I, when I read through through what McMars had put out, like it's it sounded pretty legit, right? And again, I'm not a lawyer. I haven't studied this stuff in years. Um, but, you know, Nick, Nicky here, like, like his response, oh, we wish him the best. We hope, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm looking for, oh, here we go. Molly Crew lawyers. He says, retiring from touring is resigning from the band. 
and and, and I think that's the different mm. thing. Like they're saying he's resigning for. They're like he didn't quit Molly Crew. You know he's he's retiring. Like re- retiring and resigning are different. Right. Yeah, and he's only retiring from touring. Yeah. Yeah, but even if if you're retiring, like when you retire from a company, that's different than just quitting the company. You know, like qu- quitting mm-hmm. a job, you're never coming back. Retiring from the job is you're leaving on a positive note. That's right. clearly what Mick was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it it will be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, but in the meantime, for anyone who's been watching Motley Crue's Instagram, dude, there. Right. Um. Their their game on replying to the comments has been great. Let's let's see if I can find a few. Oh please, please. Let's see because here. Let me, let me search for this real quick. I was the the more time that I spend on um, Facebook and on YouTube and all that, and I just I have to stop going to the comments. I have to like I have to stop. Oh yeah, it's dude. just. But okay, I want to hear some of this. Though. Okay, so here's the first one, and. This is on the Motley Crew account. So the picture is posted. It just says Motley fucking crew. And then the first comment you see says, pretty disappointed in all the shit going down between you boys. The response, responding right to him. You'll live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, for sure. For, for, for sure. Because like I've said this many times, like the fanboys that invest. So and it's not just music. Yeah. I see this in pro wrestling. I see this in Star Wars fans and all that, okay? Don't be a fan. Be a dedicated fan. Love it just as much as we love metal. But I know at the end of the day, Ozzy doesn't care about me. You know what I mean? Well, you, he might. There's well, others, I'm sure. <laughs> but but yeah. I mean, I'm but pretty George, sure he's probably yeah. stayed at your house on tour. You know, you being the mayor of Winnipeg. You know, no, I mean, Ozzy, Ozzy doesn't care about me. George Lucas doesn't, does, you know, like it just don't put so much of yourself into these huge celebrities that don't care about you. Well, it's tough because yeah. you idolize them and. That's yeah. That's you know, what like, it like, is. Like, th- think about this, right? Like, for, with a band like Crew, that is a band of essentially misfits and people that were basically written off by society, to go from living poorer than dirt poor mm-hmm. to billionaires, <laughs> like that gives you a lot of hope, especially if you happen to be in you know, in that similar situation. So when you see it go down, I can understand why people are like, Oh, like they're all depressed. But like, like I told you that one about the, you'll live somebody else. Like who runs this account? I'm laughing so hard at these comments. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then here's another one. Unfortunately, this sounds like it boils down to dollars. Please don't let the last leg of your career go down like this crew. We all love Mick and his signature sound. You have a lot of history together. Make this right on both sides for you and the fans. And then someone's like, I thought Mick was retiring. And they're like, that's why John Five Fischl's playing. And then, right. hang on. What, what's this one got to do with anything? Yeah, who is a creepy looking thing and thinks he's, oh, they're saying about John Five. So this person say, uh, responding about John Five says, 
Yeah, who is a creepy-looking thing who thinks he's Gene Simmons with a tongue. What the fuck is with his hair? Like a bald patch. Oh, holy shit. Like, like the, these are, oh. these are his... Like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, and the funny part is... And John Joseph always calls this out. But this is stuff that people would never say in person because they would get punched. Yeah, that's another thing. The, the internet has given everyone a voice. And not being held accountable for that voice. Yeah. You know, like there was there was a time where you could be, you know, if half the shit that people say on the keyboard, if they said it in real life, would get their snout punched. Well, I was and, having... and I think Ice-T put it best. Talk shit, get shot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I kind of get that. I was having a conversation with my daughter, Little Snowy was over for Easter, and we were just talking about how um, gamers, women, girls that are gamers, and how some of them are treated, like, by other people, but, like, uh, like male, and they're kids, they're teenagers, you know, but if you if some of the stuff that some of these gamers were to say to these female gamers like the sexist misogynistic shit yeah they would get a kick in the crotch and as well they should yeah you know if uh like when little snowy was in school and i got a call from the principal yeah we had to send your daughter home because she kicked this boy in the testicles first thing i would ask what did the little boy say to her <laughs> you know, what did he say? What brought us up to this point? Did he have it coming? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, right. Right. that's right. That's yeah. right. What did he say? If that boy said, hello, little snowy, nice day, and she kicked him in the head or kicked him in the crotch, then we would be having words. Right. That's a problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So then the, the one where they say you'll live. The fans are like laughing my ass off. I love the sassy replies. There's yes. so many people just laughing. Motley Crue wins the internet. Um, and they're right. Okay. If Motley Crue, and I've been a Crue fan since Shout at the Devil, before that was one of those bands, I discovered them before I went metal full time. It wasn't too much longer before that, but big. Crew fan right from the moment. I have the non-Vince Neil album and, you know, records like New Tattoo and, you know, like those records that most crew fans don't even know exists. Yeah. Okay. I have all those. Crew breaks up tomorrow. I will be all right. Like if they never tour again, if they never record another song. Yeah, I was I'll okay live. when they stopped the first time. <laughs> yeah, like, and did you feel any physical pain? No, I was good. I was like, okay. did any money disappear out of your wallet? Did you, like, you you were okay, right? Now, if anything, I had more because I wasn't going to go to the Because you were spending it on crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's what I say to people. You know, like, okay, is that the worst thing that happened to you today when they're pissing and moaning about these little things in life? Yeah. Is that the worst thing that happened to you today? Well, that's not too bad. Even when 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 people say, oh, I'm, you know, I feel bad I did this. Okay, well, what did you do? Well, this. Okay, is that the worst thing you did today? Actually, it was. I think you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and, and let, let's take it from this perspective. If you've seen the dirt, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. And as I watched the dirt, I started to remember all the articles, right? And so Molly Crew is just infamous for everything. And then there were all the lawsuits. Then they kicked out Vince and all like. Oh yeah. Vince, Molly Crew is turbulence. Oh jeez. It is rock and roll turbulence. There is just this energy that is balled up and swirling around. So, if anything, this is as Motley Crue as Motley Crue could be. For all the ones who are like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Most of you should be like, wow, this is Motley Crue. You know, yeah. this is exactly what we got back in the eighties. You should all be thrilled. They not only did they come back and tour again, we're getting the whole show. Oh right? yeah, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting, and we're looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Um, this this October, this this August, August fourth, fifth, and sixth in Philly, in Philadelphia. Have you ever been in Philadelphia? Oh yeah, dude. I kind of figured. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. my buddy used to live out there, so I would go out and visit him. Um, I think that was the main reason I was there. But like, he actually lived by Valley Forge. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, beautiful, beautiful country out there. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. It's definitely it's a city I want to see. It's right, but I think it's got a great music scene. It's got a great wrestling scene. I'd like to take in. You know, it's a great sports town. I definitely want to see Philly. Well, I want to be there August 4th, 5th, and 6th because the This Is Hardcore, the annual This Is Hardcore festival has been announced. And she's looking pretty good here so far. Some of the um, headliners include Bane, Gorilla Biscuits, Integrity, Earth Crisis, Death Threat, as well as bands um, Suburban Scum, Wisdom and Chains, Year of the Knife. It's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. I definitely want to get down to uh, to to one of those festivals at some point. At some point in my life. Now it's Stone, looking really good. I know you've seen some shit. Okay. But remember, Philadelphia is the town that boots Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Like they they uh-huh. were throwing shit at Santa Claus. So <laughs> like it's it's a different culture. It definitely is. It's that's the birthplace that's the birthplace of ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. And <laughs> I was the, say it was the birthplace of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, that cra- that place is so crazy. They ended up cracking the damn bell. Exactly. Holy jeez. Yeah. Probably during one of the front the, one of the first ECW matches. Probably. Probably. Yeah. That's probably yeah. when it happened. So it's look it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. So if you're in the area or if you can make it, you're gonna want to August fourth through fourth through the sixth. Everything that we've been talking about, okay, with the Bud Light, Motley Crew, it's just not important. It really isn't in, True. in the bigger things. What is important are the 
good people around us. And unfortunately, we have to uh, we we have to do this. But good friend of the show, good friend of myself personally, and just a band that a musician and his band that I've just been a fan of ever since my teens, Mr. Murray, the Cretant from the Daigle Abortions just earlier this week has announced that he is battling cancer. Oh man, that just sucks, dude. Yeah. Did he say what type of cancer? Colon. Ugh. Colon. He gave me this, like not me personally, but he posted this on social media. He posted this big, long diatribe about everything, but honestly, I couldn't even read it all. He just said, this is the situation. And I just, it was a kick in the gut. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it's just because I just, I have so many cool things. And I've shared a lot of these stories, you know, about Murray on this show. And all our longtime listeners know what what this gentleman and what the Daigle abortions mean to him. So I just want to throw it out there to our listeners. There is a GoFundMe. Fortunately, he's Canadian. Okay, but there's, I imagine there's other expenses that are involved with with all of this. So if you go to, you know, GoFundMe, Murray, Murray Acton, or the Cretant, I guess, and if you, if you can help out, please do. Please do. And if thoughts and prayers are your thing, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, just when you're with your buddies tonight, play some, uh, play, slap on some Daigle abortions. Maybe go on to YouTube, find uh, some live clips. However you consume your music, whatever you do, you know, have uh, have Murray in your thoughts and on your uh, and in your collection. <clears throat> this week can we get to some uh day glows here i think i think it would be um kind of apropos if we kind of dropped a track because the day glows new record and i'm hoping because you know mr creedon has said okay we're not letting this is not stopping the day glow train we are going to be crossing canada and I would love nothing more than to grab their new record, Hate Speech, on vinyl from the man himself. This is the Daigle Abortions with White People. Wait a 
Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. The scumbags are in control. What the confusion, a world of destruction. 
Just earlier today, I was cranking some new tunes from old school 80s Chicago Thrashers Aftermath. That was the band when um, Harry Conklin, the tyrant, left Jag Panzer. He immediately hooked up. No, you know, no, I am wrong. I'm wrong. I'm getting the, the wrong band here. Sorry. Sorry. This talk of Murray situation got me a little flustered here. Now, Aftermath, they um, had their start in the 80s, 80s thrashers out of Chicago. New music after all these years as well. No time to waste. That was the title track. And before that, I, I don't I don't recall us ever doing this. I don't know if we have, but if it if we haven't, how did it take us so long to finally drop a track from Gorilla Biscuits after all these years? Like that's one of those classic New York hardcore bands, you know, that it just influenced a generation and was just one of the all-time greats and where I think we're only finally getting around to them now from their Start Today record. That is a Stan Still. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, my friend, um, the clock on the wall is telling us it's uh, time to uh, bring this crazy train into the station i know we've had a lot to talk about we got a lot of cool tunes in and it's always a good time uh, how can uh, people get a hold of us well dear snowman radioactivemetal.org all pre- presidents oh my goodness oh, all presents. episodes past <laughs> present and future Whew. we should do some sort of presidential episode yeah. um Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I feel like we we should honestly, especially for this being the month of April, we should have just dedicated like all our April episodes to being one long April Fool, where we just make shit up every episode. Oh yeah, we you should. know we do yeah. fict- fictitious biographies on U.S. presidents and other famous figures, like you know we talk about Gandhi, um, really you know hiding from. Um, the police by being Gandhi and he was really a serial killer, you know, you know, just, just, just ridiculous things, you know, because, because that's, what's funny, right? Like the ridiculous, but anyway, um, right. at metal.org, rap metal, six, six, six at gmail.com to drop us a line, rap metal, six, six, six on Instagram, facebook.com slash rap metal. That's the stuff to see things, interact with us, you know, drop social messages. Um, you can find this podcast anywhere you can find a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever. <clears throat> Like we triple dog dare you not to find it somewhere on the internet. Um, we are also on Spotify. Thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network that we are part of, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Whole host of podcasts out there, wrestling podcasts, lifestyle podcasts, us, you know, mm-hmm. including our sister station, the or a wrestling night in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, with a host that sounds just like Snowy. It's weird. Yeah, good-looking guy. Yeah, handsome motherfucker. What can we say, right? Um, so that is all the stuff, I believe. 
Right on, right on. Um, thank you to get us on out of here. Okay, now, now, okay, when Harry the Tyrant Conklin left Jag Panzer, he originally he immediately hooked up with Satan's host, and they've uh, been uh, here and there throughout the decades. They have a new record. This legacy will never die available now. Let's get on out of here with the title track. In the meantime and in between time, this has been, well, one of those little bit of everything episodes of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.